Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. With the man who's always out in the community, our community reporter, John Gutierrez. Hey, sir. Hey, Paul. Thank you for having us. Welcome, everybody, to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, uh, Senior Vice President uh, John Gutierrez. Thank you all for tuning in again. Of course, today we have another special guest uh, who we want to welcome today. She is the Director of Partnerships at Communications for Latino Health Access. She's a youth advocate a community volunteer, but not only that, she's been with our Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce 20 plus years, 10 years as a board member, uh, at one point was leading our youth chamber, and of course she's having a huge event this weekend that we'll talk about. Everyone, please welcome Maria Cervantes. Welcome, Maria. Thank you, thank you, John, and thank you, Paul, for having me here. Yeah, I'm kind of excited, I'm kind of nervous, so we'll see what happens. So I hear this is your first <laughs> podcast show ever, huh? Yes, I, yes, it is. This is exciting for us because, um, you know, we try to make it fun, we make it uh, hopefully informative, but at the same time, um, we want to make sure we share all the good that you've done in the community. So before we get into that, we'd like to learn a little bit about you. Tell us about Maria Cervantes, who she is, her hobbies, her passion, her love, and where you grew up, if you can share that with us. Sure. So I'm actually from Samuela, Michoacan. I was raised by maternal grandparents. Um, I came to the States when I was about six years old, and I've lived in Santa ever since so I'm definitely a Santanera Santanera like Santanera. me I was born and raised yes. in Santana nice. SAUSD SAC <laughs> Cal State Fullerton I am definitely here grown you know it's they raised and, and grown I am a mother of one so I have an only child who just joined the service he's a um, he joined the Navy oh, so thank you for his service thank, thank you, you. I, I will make sure to share um, yes. you know I have, have the full support of my husband um, and my puppy. I have a beagle, which I adore and love and has filled kind of that void that, you know, when my son left. So um, I'm definitely passionate about our community. I'm passionate about um, education because to me, education was the key to break so many cycles in my personal life. So I want to make sure that I share that with the other um, Latinos out here. So that's why I decided to look for the chamber, um, you know, and I'll share a little bit more about my, my how my career started and how I started with the chamber you mentioned education and i know you're huge on that mm -hmm. where do you feel that came from and your upbringing who pushed you to that who who was it how did you find that inspiration to be so focused on education you know, I think I always had it in me and I didn't have encouragement from home, really. Um, you know, I come from a pretty large family. Most of my family, unfortunately, didn't graduate high school. So I am the first generation, the first one in my family to go to college. I think now um, I have a few nephews that have gone on. But besides that, my siblings, none of them um, went to higher education, which was very interesting being the oldest one. Um, so we just never got that at home for me it was really was my teachers i think it was specifically one teacher miss garcia from oh. saddleback high school i think she retired already but it was really shout her. out to miss garcia yeah shout out to her um but it was
was really her kind of saying like you know you have something you have leadership skills like you know go why are you so shy why are you so scared of being known as this smart latina and to me i'm like i'm not smart what are you talking about um so it was really her who encouraged me to just keep going and i'm actually run for some positions on campus um i remember i was a president for latino leaders of the future at saddleback at saddleback high school oh wow yeah Mm -hmm. and and uh how was that for you as a young leader in high school? Did you feel that helped you already start kind of impacting you as a future leader as you are today in our community? Definitely. I think, again, because I was just this shy person that I'm like, education, like what's education? You know, I'm going to grow up to be an amazing housewife, um, you know, because that's what I was raised to be. I, I'm an amazing cook. If you I heard. If I you heard. have not tried I my food. I think I've had some of your food. I remember, yes, <laughs> and, yes. And, you know, that's really what I was being taught to do is like, you know, be a good cook, be a good wife, be a good, you know, mom. Yes. And nobody really encouraged education until Ms. Garcia really encouraged encourage that of me and you know again taking that leadership role it was a push again from you know from her her just saying go for it like who am I going to run against and I was going to run against the most popular girl in school I'm like there's no way like she's going to beat me like I don't want to wow. go through that and she's like you'll be surprised you know just really? do it um, so I did it and I end up getting the presidency for that and and that completely changed my life because I think I've always been a leader at home being the oldest sister I've always kind of like taken that role just that being like oh people actually listen to me and I can you know manage people and I can people will actually follow follow my lead that completely opened my horizons what a special moment that was yeah wow that's such a great story because i know you're huge on mentorship mm-hmm. and obviously having a mentor back then as miss garcia what about when you transitioned to college? What happened there? Like, what did you find? Cal State Fullerton, right? Well, actually, I went to Santa Ana College. Okay. And again, I mean, I had two full rides. Okay. Um, but because education was not valued at home, I was not allowed to go to school. I was like, estás loca. Like, what do you mean you're going to go away? Like, there's no way. You're not going to do that. So I said, okay, then I'll just go to Santa Ana College. Okay. But I, I went in there really with no um, no one guiding me. So I, I completely got lost. I ended up dropping out of um, Santana College very early on because was I that went difficult for you. It's not that it was difficult. It's just that I was signing up for classes left and right and never bothered dropping them. So I would just fail them. Yes. So my GPA just went down the drain and I ended up dropping out, getting married, having a family. And I said, OK, my family was right. I was meant to be a good wife, a good mother, not a good student. Interesting. So it which took many me- women go through this. Right. Exactly. And especially back then, a lot of the women were going through these situations. Yeah. Uh, you know, it really, it took me when my son, I remember this very clearly, when my son walked across that stage in his little kindergarten cap and gown, I knew, I, you know, I'm like, I have it in me and I want to teach my son that he can do whatever he desires. So that's when I decided to go back to college. I finished Santa Ana College um, within a uh, a semester and a half, transferred to Cal State Fullerton, finished in two years. Good for you. And then took another break. <laughs> really? What did you go to Cal State Fullerton uh, as far as your major? What did you want to do at the time? Um, I actually, I first I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. So I, actually, I could see you as a teacher. I right? worked for Santa Ana Unified for a couple of years. And okay. then I'm like, no, that's not for me. Okay, okay. And then I decided, okay, I want to do social work. 
for the I child abuse prevention center. I see you as a social center. worker. Yes, yeah, I worked yes. for Child Abuse Prevention Center for two years. I'm like, yeah, that's not for me. And the way that I ended up where I am now, my former boss, she just said, you know what? I'm going to this a startup company. You should come. It's probably a step down for you, but there's so much future here. You should come. And I started as their receptionist, worked my way up. I was there for 18 years, and they really motivated me, encouraged me, and supported me. And what company go, was this? This was uh, Mind Research Institute. That's right. I just want to make sure yes. it's okay we, we yes. mentioned them, right? Which is a great organization. It's an amazing organization. And again, they're highly academic. I mean, there was these, you know, all PhDs, masters. I mean, they were very intelligent people. And I remember somebody coming up to me, somebody from leadership saying, you know, Maria, don't don't fall into these these roles, right? Like, why is it that you're the only Latina working here? And why do you have to be stuck behind the desk? Like, you're just much smarter than that. You know, you need to go back to school. That's awesome. So I, I'm like, okay, if you guys think... I can do that, then yeah, let, let, let's do it. So they supported my education and I just, I I will forever be grateful to Mind Research for really encouraging me and bringing that out of me. Like, oh wow, like I am smart, I am capable. And a lot, of, I tell a lot of people, I'm not that smart, but le ganas. Like I will do whatever for it takes For those of you that didn't understand done. what that meant, that means <laughs> I work hard. Yes, right? le yes, ganas. yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, and during those 18 years that you were at the Mind Institute, mm-hmm. That is also when you were part of our chamber, right? Our Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Yes, you know, I, I mean, I worked in a predominantly white um, uh, environment, and I remember feeling just out of place, you know, being in a professional setting, but feeling completely out of place because nobody really understood my, you know, my Spanglish because I do a lot of Spanglish. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm missing something. So I literally just Googled professional Hispanics in Orange County. And the first thing that pops up is the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to reach out to them. And I remember I started our very first um, uh, advisory council at MIND that was specifically for Hispanics. And it was actually called the Diversity Council for uh, MIND Research Institute. And I reached out to Priscilla, who was a president back then. And I started getting involved. I met Mike Limon, which I know you've had on the podcast before. Shout and out just, to Mike Limon. Yes, I fell in love with Mike. I, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't know who this kid is because he was a kid. You know, yes. he was so young. I don't know who this kid is, but I, I already love him. That's great. Um, and then I recruited him to work, come work with me at Mind. At Mind, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of how I started getting involved. I started volunteering a lot. I got recruited to be an advi- uh What is it called? On the youth chamber? Not the youth or chamber. Become a ambassador. An sorry. ambassador. Yeah. So okay. I, I became an ambassador um, of I the Orange County Hispanic Chamber yes. of Commerce. And mm-hmm. for those people that don't know what an ambassador is, is basically somebody in the community who represents the chamber, mm-hmm. shares what the chamber's vision is, right? Mm-hmm. So as you were doing that, you eventually obviously became a board member, right? Right. Two years later, two years after I was an ambassador, they recruited me to be a board member. So um, I joined them and I said, okay, well, what am I What am I going to provide to the chamber, right? Because yes. I don't like just to be a name on the list. What am I bringing to the table? And a few years later, I took over for the youth chamber after Eddie Guiares. I took it over and I, I mean, I loved it. You know, that is one of the reasons that I, I love the chamber. The youth chamber is just such an amazing program. And, you know, it, there's just so much potential there. And that's where my heart, my passion, my dedication is. Well, thank you 
for all you have done for the chamber in general, but also the youth chamber, because I know there's many of those youth that are doing very well now, very mm-hmm. successful, right? What was that like? I know you brought into the youth chamber as partners with you, people like Paula, right? Uh, Nydia was a part of your team. We talked about that earlier. What was that like building that youth chamber? Because I know we have our upcoming uh, golf tournament, mm-hmm. which is uh, the end of August. For those of you that like to golf or just network, uh, we've raise money for those scholarships, mm-hmm. right, for mm-hmm. the youth chamber. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Now you were the mentor, right? You were the mentee for many years, but mm-hmm. now you were the mentor. You know, I was the mentor, but I was also the mentee. I mean, I was always being inspired by the youth. I mean, to hear their stories, to hear their struggles. And I'm like, I just, I learned so much from each one of them. Uh, they inspired me to go back to school. I actually went back to grad school. So I got my MBA from Chapman. Congratulations. Yay. I remember uh, that. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and really, that was thanks to the youth chamber and, you know, just seeing how much um, effort they put in and how much they looked up to people like us, like the chamber that I wanted to make sure that I would provide even more and having Paula Nidia Mike on my team you know take that lead for for those two years it was just amazing you know it, it's amazing to hear people like Andres people like Desiree you know Judith all come back and just kind of give us an update on where they, they are and that's what we're here for if we're helping one person and you know and, and even to go back I remember taking it after after Eddie who's an amazing businessman I was scared I'm like what am I going to offer? I'm not a businesswoman. I don't, you know, I don't have a, a, a higher education. So what am I going to offer them? And really, when I sat down, I was able to offer them comfort. I was really able to offer them that guidance that sometimes they were missing from home. Like you have no, they love just coming to my house, having the meetings at my house because I would always be cooking them, you know, like hey, enchiladas, f- pozole, whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, this just reminds me of home. Food, food is a common denominator, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I loved it and I would be able to like just have them meet with people like John and, and get them that that business, the business connection that they needed. So I'm definitely a connector and I'm definitely like I, I embrace and I take these kids as if they were my own. And just a little fun fact, I actually have 13 godchildren. So I have one child, but I have 13 <laughs> godchildren and I take each one of them as, you know, what can I do for them? So so some of them still contact you or they yeah. still reach mm-hmm. out yep, to you? They still do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. is so mm-hmm. so you're seeing them grow in their careers and yes. their take their paths. And their personal, yeah, it just everything, their careers and their personal. I mean, you know, for me to receive a hey, guess what? I you know, I, I just got married or you know, I just had my first child or whatever. I mean, that's just amazing to see the connection that we've built. You're such a deep part of our chamber Thank when you, you think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you mentioned 20 years involved in our chamber, 10 years as a board member, right? We were talking about this before the show, but now you've transitioned into your new career, your new job. Tell us a little bit about that. So when I decided to take a step back, I left everything. I left my job. I left all my board seats. I left everything because I wanted to focus just in school. I knew that grad school was going to be really hard. So I said, okay, I'm going to step back from everything. And while I was finishing grad school, I, you know, I, uh, I talked to the people at Latino Health Access and I wasn't ready to go back. I'm like, no, I want to really finish. 
but their mission is just so compelling. And there was something that I always missed. I always felt that I was missing from my professional career. And it's like, how do I bring my full culture into my professional setting? It was a learning curve, honestly, because I was writing in Spanish, you know, emailing in Spanish, like texting in Spanish, like everything was in Spanish. And I love that. I love just being able to communicate in my language, communicate in my thinking process that people actually understand. And I can have a full on conversation, whether it's about a novella, whether it's about a class, whether it's whatever it is, just being able to connect to the professionals and, you know, like the tias, the tios, like we have an amazing promotor program and that is what gets our organization moving forward they are the boots on the ground like we would not be able to do anything without our promotores and you know those are just common people that is the promotor program basically what it is is they will take somebody that once suffered uh, you know of diabetes they found out they had a diabetes they became active and learned about our programs well guess what they went back to their apartment complex and started talking to their neighbors. This is what I did. This is what's helping me. So we call them promotores de la salud, right? So healthcare workers, they're mm. not health professionals. They're, they're kind of like ambassadors at our chamber. Interesting. Exactly. I mean, they're just, it, it's amazing. Um, and I, I love our mission. You really bring health equity to Latinos, specifically here in the low, the zip code 92701 in the Santana community, Orange County community. And I think that thanks to the promotores, we have gone above and beyond. Now, the Latino Health Axis has different locations? Actually, no. We only have, we're only set in in uh, Santana. We're actually in downtown Santana. But we have promotores throughout Orange County and we actually okay. train the promotor program nationally. So there's people from New York, from Chicago that will call us and say, can you teach us how to establish a promotor program, how to establish a functioning call center that um, will distribute the information that we need them to distribute. Yes. And this event you're having this Saturday, tell us about this event because you have a huge group of people that are going to be a part of it. Share with us what the event consist mm -hmm. what it's about when it starts who can attend mm -hmm. can you share with us and of course you have a lot of sponsors supporting the event which is a great event this saturday in the past they've had a couple of walks to me latino health access is about health equity right so why are we not doing something that encourages health so we came up with this idea of incorporating the different aspects of taking care of yourself so mentally emotionally physically and spiritually so all the different activities that we're going to have are going to encompass one of those areas you know so we are going to have a mile walk so we're not going to have a 5k it's going to be a mile walk so it's a short walk but it's getting us moving we're going to have you know Zumba, yoga drumming arts and crafts for the kids and we're having just so many different participants like cal optima with serve the people they're going to be providing vaccinations school vaccinations for our kids we're going to be having glucose testing we're going to be giving away snacks and food from a food bank yep yes. the second harvest food bank yes you know and, and this was all thanks to you know this is all free to the community so everybody is invited please join us it's from 8 a.m to 12 p.m at santana college at the track field and this which was is on 17th street 
17th in college. And in college. Mm-hmm. I know there's on the backside the track is, right? Right, right, right. And they can park back there, right? There's a lot yep, of parking. It's going to be free parking, again, thanks to that partnership with Santana College and also to our major sponsors like, you know, Northgate, Helmet Aerospace, um, and their Hispanic Network Group, Eagle Credit Union, Disney, Union Bank. I mean, we have so many different partners here that want to make sure that our community is getting the resources that they need to get, you know, in order to get over this whole COVID stuff. I mean, we want to make sure that they're taking care of their mental, mental, spiritual, um, and emotional health as That's well. That's interesting you bring this up, Maria, because I know from interviewing a lot of people on the show and being on the community, we hear this word burnout. Mm-hmm. You know, people are just, they feel like they're burned out mm-hmm. from... Uh, the the pandemic and everything going on Mm -hmm. and so that's so great that you guys are going to be there providing these services Mm -hmm. that hopefully help to some extent right help with the burnout Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. what do you what is your goal that day what do you hope that you get out of it so the name is actually activa tu salud so activate your health and really our, our our goal is to provide the resources that people such as yourself i mean you know oc hospice is going to be there and you know a lot of this stuff we just don't know so we want to make sure that our community knows about the resources and they get little tips and tricks that's not going to cost them any money on i'm feeling stressed out i'm feeling that burnout what can i do right now that's going to take me you know two minutes to do i don't have to go spend money i don't have to get on my car and drive like what are these tools that i can do right now to help alleviate some of this stress and anyone can attend adults anybody kids they can bring their whole family yes because we do know in the latino community sometimes i mean latino access having access being able to get to a place a lot i've seen a lot of these events people just walk yes they walk from the community and they're carrying all this they don't have obviously they probably take the bus Mm -hmm. you probably see a lot of that right we do and that's why we actually selected a location that was pretty central that people would have that easy access to that if they needed to ride the bus or they needed to walk you know there's a big community around santana college so that's you know we were very specific where we selected this location so yes everybody is invited the walk is you know if you want to go on a stroller if you want to take abuelita you know everybody is welcome it's going to be hot but don't worry we got you we will keep you well there is canopies right there's yeah so as people walk up to the canopies and to the vendors they stay fresh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's going to be completely like uh, 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 under the sun the whole time, right? <laughs> yes, uh huh. But you know, sun is it's good for you, it's right? Good vitamin, vitamin D. D. Was vitamin it C D. or D? D. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in the pandemic, people would walk around their backyard. Yeah. I was one of them. I'd walk mm-hmm. around the backyard. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. My mom one time I walked out to the backyard and she was like hugging the tree. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mom. And my mom's actually from Michoacan. Uh-huh. And I said, Mom, where? What are you doing? And mm-hmm. she's like, In Michoacan, uh-huh. we would do this. Uh-huh. We would hug the tree to get energy, uh-huh. and it's good for you. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh. And I even took a picture of her. Uh-huh. She's like, What are you doing? Uh-huh. I said, Mom, this is so cool that you're hugging the tree. How often do you see yeah. a senior hugging a tree, right? Well, it's and very so- interesting because we have super creative people at LHA. So they created a tree for us, and it, we're calling it the affirmation tree. So this is just an activity of people just, you know, walking up and on a leave writing an affirmation and hanging it in the tree making sure that we you know just we leave our troubles behind at least mm-hmm. for that time so mm-hmm. it's really interesting the story about your mom yeah we actually oc hospice we actually have a tree as our logo and the reason why it was um the tree of life right uh-huh. and so when 
our patients pass away, we actually offer that as a therapeutic. Mm-hmm. We plant a tree in their backyard if oh, they wow. wish, uh-huh. or we plant one somewhere in the forest, whatever they wish. We have a partnership with the company. Mm-hmm. And it's really to see that tree grow again, and it's therapeutic for the family mm-hmm. as remembering their loved one. And usually we put a little plaque and their name on it uh-huh. of the loved one that passed away. Mm-hmm. So I totally am with you on the whole therapeutic, the mm-hmm. tree, the tree of life, right? It's yeah. so beautiful. Uh-huh. We have a few minutes left here. So how can people find you, Maria, or, or learn more about Latino Health Access? What do you recommend people go find your information? Where, What's the website or how do they find you on social media? So for Latino Health Access, um, you know, our website is just latinohealthaccess.org. We're on Instagram, Facebook, again, okay. uh, Latino Health Access or LHA. We're known as LHA. Okay. And personally, um, my Instagram account is actually Yo Soy Mi Cultura. That's right. Um, I love yep. that. I love that. Yo Soy Mi Cultura. Yo soy, you know? I am my culture. Yes. yes. Um, and then LinkedIn, feel free to reach out. Again, I am a connector, so I will connect with you. I will not ignore you. Yes, and we'll put that on the social media. We'll put your links there. Uh-huh. We'll type it up, and um, and we'll put the Instagram there on the on the comments. We want to thank you for being here. We want to ask everybody that wishes to come out on Saturday to come out and support it. Yeah. Eight to twelve, Eight right? Eight to twelve. Yep. Santa Ana College mm-hmm. in the track yes. at the back. Yes. Um, do they still? They don't need to register. They can just walk up. They right? can just walk up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. And if you're going to do the walk, make sure you get there by 8 o'clock so you can register for the walk. It's also free, but you do, you do need to register. And that'll be nice because it's right there, the track. Yep. I mm-hmm. remember that track. It's mm-hmm. so nice. My wife used to go there to work out all the time. It's yeah. a beautiful track. Mm-hmm. So, folks, please uh, reach out to Maria Cervantes. Maria, thank you so much for everything you have done for our Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Shout out to the Youth Chamber. You know, <laughs> Hopefully, they continue to you know reach out to you. Thank you for being their advisor of life, really, and for all you have done and thank you for being here today on the show any other words before we head on out because i'm just gonna make a few announcements here uh-huh. no just you know thank you and again the the work that the chamber does i mean it's it's amazing if you have not become a member please do come out to our events and i am li- really, really looking forward to going back into the youth chamber so going back thanks to john amador and a couple of the other people nice so i'm really looking forward to that well thank you for being here folks Don't forget to follow us at OCHCC, which is our Instagram, Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, on our Facebook page, and of course our website, OCHCC.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, like we always said, our community podcast show is here to provide you support and resources where our community is your community. Take it away, Paul. Thank you. Well, there you have it. One more great reason to tune in each and every time to hear and to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center.